This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Thomas Black is joining us up next for You Are the Business. We are joined this morning by the founder of Bazania Kotin Collective, Thomas Black. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, good morning. Good morning for the morning complexion. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, good morning to the listeners. Yeah, so we'd like to know more about your business and exactly how it came about. All right. So, like you said, my business is called Bazania Cotton Collective. Um, I can say unofficially we started 2016, 2017 uh, when I was a student at the University of Limbourg. Uh, it literally started because I was self-funding. Um, I had very limited access to money, therefore limited access to clothing. So I was trying to solve a problem for myself. And I eventually also started solving a problem for, you know, the army, which was finding strong, beautiful, unique, and inexpensive clothing. Yeah, this is not a regular name for a business. How did you come up with it? And what does it refer to? So, as I now got to think of, uh, you know, which is who I am and, and, and what I'm actually So, as I is, you know, the artificial South Africa, how Pratom, if you could just please change your position so we can hear you a lot better. I don't know if maybe it's the network. Can you hear us? Uh, Yeah, I can hear you guys clearly. Okay, sure. Much better. Go ahead. So as I was saying, um, Zimbabwe changed to Zimbabwe. A lot of people thought South Africa was going to change to Azania. So this is just a mere reminder why I am and Cotton Collective. As you know, the street name for clothing, for swag, for drip is Cotton. You know, I collect, uh, I collect clothes, but I'm also collecting people, you know, so that, that's maybe. Mm. You know, your brand is very specific in terms of the market it caters for. I mean, I've been looking at some of the pictures of the material and, and, and you know, the clothes that you guys sell. <laughs> was, was that on purpose? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you ask that question because no, it wasn't deliberate. I mean, um, you, you're very right. My The people that are attracted to what I do are very unique people, very artistic people, very creative people, but also people just that just want to represent themselves. You know, I, I that's not what I was trying to do. I was trying to, like, you know, provide strong, cheap, you know, and unaffordable clothing. But I think a lot of people realize how unique the pieces are because a lot of the pieces that I have are one of a kind. Actually, everything I sell at clothing wise is one of a kind. So people got attracted to the fact that when they buy something from me, they will be the only one that has that. And even how they style it, they get you know they get the choice to choose the style it, so they get to represent themselves in how they style it. I think if you like looking like other people, I'm I'm probably not the brand for you. But if you like looking like yourself and creating identity for yourself, a personality for yourself through your clothing, I'm I'm definitely the one for you. Mm. And what can someone expect to find at Bazania Cotin Collective? So because the cloth, a lot of the clothing is thrifted, you will find more older clothing, but it also makes it a lot stronger. But, you know, you, I, I do take it to the street style. You know, a lot of my, a lot of my clients are students. So I, I have a strong street style approach, but I also have, have the idea that these people are going to graduate and become like professional people and they won't necessarily be attached to the street style thing anymore. So I also provide the more formal, you know, solution for people who, yes, they are going to work, but even in their work, they don't want to look boring at work. They don't want to look plain at work. So I cater mostly to students, but I also have like a strong, strong affinity for people that are going professional, but still want to maintain a sense of like. And how can people support your business? Identity. Yeah. Uh, yes, please buy my stuff. <laughs> That's the best way to support me. So, Ma'azania um, Cotton Collective, as, as, as I've been saying, is, that, is, a, is how you can find us on Instagram. And, you know, TikTok, the Poacher Bird, Facebook, Thomas Black.
uh, that or Thomas Black also on TikTok and that's how you can find it. So just like buy the stuff, you know, or, or talk about the product, I guess, to your friends and family. Sure. We are bringing in a seasoned business coach later on. I mean, what advice would you like to get from him? So, um, you know, as far as long as I've had the business, I've had social media, but I've just been able to, to gain traction sure. on social media. I mean, obviously, a lot of the problems we, we believe can be solved by funding and, and stuff like that. But the other things that can't necessarily be solved by funding. So how to actually, like, garner a strong social media presence is something I've been struggling with. And, yeah, just, you know, getting getting funding is also something that I'm struggling with. Buy a following, but <laughs> How? Compensation? How? Take it from I this mean, business coach. <laughs> wow. Buy a I'm kidding, my dog. We'll speak to our business coach later on, and let's check out what advice he has for you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. All right, that is Thomas Black, founder of Bazani Yakutin Collective. Earlier on, we were joined by Thomas Black, the founder of Bazani Yakutin Collective, a spiritual curator of African art and fashion. And we told you that they sell neck pieces, clothes, accessories that are African-inspired. So now we're talking to our business business coach to see how we can help that entrepreneur. Dr. Lucas Molloy is joining us. He's an award-winning quality management expert, an executive coach, an entrepreneur as well as an author. Ndatemolue, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me and good morning to the listeners. Thank you for joining us as always. The entrepreneur that we are having this morning, I think you were able to get the description in terms of the kind of person that they are and the business that they are running. And that's the thing. In every community, you have that group of people that love art. And, you know, but then you find that artness is not necessarily, you know, good with the margins when it comes to the numbers. So how advantageous is starting a business or a brand that caters for specific kind of people selling specific kind of products? So when when one comes to um, to to the businesses that we call the niche market and that um, one needs to understand that um, you you've got a great advantage of uh, um, not too many people being in there. And at times you might find that the barriers of entry are too high because uh, you've got to be an expert in a certain thing or any other thing that makes you special in that business. So it gives you an opportunity where there isn't a lot of people. Um, that perhaps that are offering a service. Um, there is um, a people that um, are also not undecided on it. So when you go into that market, you know that your customers are people that really want the service. So it's not people that are shopping around. It's not people that are doing the shopping. It's people that want the service or want the product. And I, I suppose that, that then it, it's your advantage. You know that it is the people that you interact with, it is a definite positive market that you just need to turn into a sales. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to street hawking, uh, it has a bit of a reputation, especially, you know, with young people, um, with the idea of thrifting clothes. But are there opportunities for growth in street hawking and thrifting? There is a lot of opportunities for growth. Um, remember, what, 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 what the one thing that uh, we need to remember is that when people do business with an organization, they're doing business with a person, a person that they have developed a relationship with and that. And um, business also is about how you make people feel. How, how are you 
uh, impacting on their life, on the way they feel, on their, uh, the way they see themselves. And once you can give people that positive vibes about themselves, about their bodies, about their looks, about how they feel, and that you are able then to create a market uh, from those people um, uh, with any brand that you do and that people might not be buying particularly the brand of clothes that you are selling, but they might be buying you as a salesperson, you know, and, and that's what gets them to buy your clothes. So there is a great opportunity there. People need to understand that business is about relationships. Business is about creating that personality that people want to interact with, that they that, that want to relate with. And in street walking and that the best thing is that you need to be relatable. People need to be able to relate to you. Yeah. And I think, you know, in, in saying that, you are raising some of the things that these kind of business owners need to be careful of when they are servicing that niche market. So is there a way to expand this niche from just being artsy, you know, to having a wider reach and becoming more mainstream yeah. without losing that essence of what makes it um, arty and what the brand is really about? So, so in many things, you find that people are not interested in something or they don't get involved in, in something, not because they are not interested, but you find largely because they don't understand enough um, to create that interest. So so for this uh, types of uh, businesses where you're in a niche market and that the biggest thing is to is to get into that space where you are training people, um, you know, train people to uh, in, into that, um, creating exhibitions and such. So making sure that the people interact with the brand, they interact with the, you interact with the market, you make people understand what is it about, um, what is it to like about it. So you are selling it to the people, you're making it trendy, you're saying to the people, look, this is uh, what you want to, to be part of. And once you can sell the idea like that to people, then you create a market. I think most uh, entrepreneurs, they focus on buy my product instead of developing the market. And if we all are selling products in a market that is undeveloped, none of us are going to grow. But if we invest in creating the market, our products individually will do well because the market is there. So so when you go into that niche market, that's what you need to understand. You need to invest in winning people and creating a market. Therefore, your brand starts benefiting from that interest. Yeah. And then briefly, in Tatamuloy, how can you go about growing his social media presence? The social media presence, again, it's a look uh, look for, again, hashtags that uh, are attracting people to your space. Um, look at uh, the influencers that are particularly known about that, but also that generating your own content, start becoming the content creator, the specialist in that space, whom people want to follow and hear more about uh, what you do and that. And that should be able to grow um, your personal brand and be able also to grow the market that you're operating in. Dr. as always, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. There's award-winning quality management expert, executive coach, entrepreneur and author, Dr. Lucas Malloy. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.